you watching Fine and Dandy. Cheers. Hi, my name's Cameron, and you need to check out the Fine and Dandy podcast. You are now watching Fine and Dandy. Watch the Fine and Dandy podcast. Good shit. Hey, what's up? We're Solway, and you're watching, watching Fine, Fine and Dandy. Dandy. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Blacasso, and you're tuning in with Fine and Dandy. You are now watching Fine and Dandy! I said I'm gonna count it three and then you count it down from three. That's not how you do that. <laughs> the same shit. It worked out. It's cool. Uh, just talk a little bit. Just I want to make sure that we're all. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, just yo. make sure you're pretty close proximity. Talk, try to like project a, your voice just a little bit. You have a lower voice most gotcha. of the time. I always try to like match it up, but it's always harder with the lower See what you're saying. All right, yeah, cool, cool. All right. All right, ready? <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another week of the Fine Danny Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us again. As always, it's me, Coach Josh, but this week we have with us Evan Blaylock, a.k.a. Eight Souls, a.k.a. co-founder of the MMC, also known as the Mont Music Collective, which I am also a partner in as well. Dude, we should get a soundboard. So we got like... <laughs> <laughs> Pretend, let's just pretend there's a soundboard here. Uh, and that was pretty good. Thanks, man. But yeah, how you feeling today, Evan? Doing good? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, a lot of good things are going on. Um, yeah, I was just talking to these fellows earlier about how just today uh, I found a prospective producer for our organization. So I'm feeling pretty good. You know, the things that I can't control are going well, and that's when you're doing the best in life. So fuck yeah, dude. I'm a newer member of the MMC, which is crazy. We can get into how that came about later, but Did you I get jumped in, dude. <laughs> yeah, they beat my ass. Like, Alcohol in a pool. It was, it was very brutal. Yeah, they almost drowned me. <laughs> if you tell our secrets, fucking, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I'm I'm thankful to have uh, found him, and you know, doing a lot of things now. We're getting a lot of things going. I kind of want to know though how like it got started initially, because I don't think I really actually know how the Mont started. I know what, like, the Mont's a take on, like, Sagemont, you know, the area that y'all are from, but... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, like, the full story, since I know this is, like, a long-form type of thing. Um, so, when I got out of, like, basic training in the military and out of tech school, I got to come home for, like, a little bit, like, about a month or so, and, like, that's when I, like, first started mixing, and, like, at the end of that month, a house party at, like, uh, the, like, house where, like, uh, Distraught lives, you know? And that house party went really well. I was, like, mixing everything. And so from there, we kind of carried that energy forward. And then fast forward, like, about a year and a half from that moment. And we did this Halloween party during COVID, you know, because adolescents are such rebels. I mean, fuck it. Why not? We, yeah, did, fuck we it. did a lot of parties Everyone really COVID. wanted to party. In, in fact, I think because everyone was so charged up from not partying, it went so well that at the end of of the night like we we got together to like all stay at the house because in the morning we knew like we needed to talk and it was like me everett uh chill and uh eric and then like the next day we like basically found it in the out yard outside in the backyard um we were just like this party was amazing like this was like definitely like something that we need to continue like in a focus format um but at the time we were all broke none of us had real jobs we were like you know either barely 20s or teenagers still so we we didn't really have the capability to do it like 
how we're doing it now. That's how it really got formed. Uh, yeah. Damn. That's some humble beginnings right there. Yeah, Out dude. of the backyard, though. <laughs> I know the feels. Dude, that's, I mean, basically how I pretty much started throwing events, just throwing up parties. You're like, dude, hey, this is a great, f- it's not just like the throwing the party, because anyone can throw parties, you know what I mean? It's that feeling, though. You kind of get a rush <laughs> from that feeling, especially, you know, being a DJ, too. I'm sure performing and putting it on, like, that's a whole nother level of uh, feeling that you get from that. But I just remember that rush of putting it together. Unfortunately, it was just me, and it would always end up me p- putting it putting it together last minute. Also, <laughs> so me rushing to get everything the day of and trying. And we had some, some people prom- promise us certain things and not follow through. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little no, subtext. <laughs> and not follow through. And so then, you know, having to account for that and just stressing out last minute. But then, you know, seeing it all come to fruition at the end. God damn, this yeah. is the shit. Holy shit. I think it's kind of crazy. I've gotten used to the cycle now, but essentially how it goes almost every time is it's like a rush of anxiety. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh man, like you just don't know. Like anything can happen. Like, you know, people don't think about infinity enough, but like I do. And so essentially anything can happen until it actually happens. And, you know, I've gotten used to it now because every single time it goes really well and it's like really good. And so I've, I'm just kind of, I have faith now, as you can say. But, you know, I think especially at the beginning, it's just kind of a lot to deal with. But I could feel like for you, it could be a lot more just doing it by yourself. And at least I have like a few people behind, like not behind me, but with me, to, like help me. And Free like, to lean on. Yeah. For, for all of us to like, there's just certain things that I'm not good at and so forth, so on and so forth. Like, I think at the beginning, like chill kind of carried a lot of the parts that I'm doing now, like the organizational and like just like the promotional marketing, like he kind of was the forefront of that. I was just like kind of just an artist. Uh, that was like all I was. Yeah, I think you doing all of that by yourself. You you know, Danny. When I think of you, I kind of think of like the White Ranger, like like you know the Power Ranger. That's like the sixth or seventh Ranger, you know. And it's like you know you, they're like they're like already a Power Ranger all on their own. They're just doing it by themselves, and then like they find the other Power Rangers and kind of whoop all the asses up. I like but that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, but I feel that <laughs> it, is, it is tough. Though. That's also, though, I am glad that I found y'all because it honestly, I know there are some reference. people that are just built to do it all by themselves. And as much as I have been capable of doing it by myself, it's way more work and it's way more stressful to yeah. do all those things by yourself. Like having to manage all that, keep track of everything. Like, uh, cra- it's crazy. Uh, so we had done stuff together before, but we came back together funny enough, which it's it's kind of a crazy story. Not that crazy, but <laughs> crazy enough. It was I was throwing Homie Fest, the first one, right? And I was getting everything together, and I had already planned it, but I hadn't, like, put anything out there yet. And then uh, Evan hits me up, and he's like, hey, we're throwing an event uh, in July. No, it was June, the end of June, June yeah, 30th or June 30th, 31st. Or, yeah. 30th, yeah, like, we're throwing an event at the end of June. Uh, Do you want to, like, come out, whatever we're doing? I was like... Dude, no fucking way. I'm throwing an event at the end of <laughs> July. Because we took a hiatus, dude. None of us had yeah. thrown anything. Yeah. Yeah, there was since like the a minute, right? Yeah. since There, b- was, like th- there was the dark ages, you know, <laughs> the, of sorts. The dark ages. <laughs> yeah, like none of us had really done anything, uh, I think, since the pool party, pretty much. But I know, I felt like all of us wanted to, though. There was no way that that yeah. was going to be the last thing that we did, you know? It was kind of crazy, though. I mean, I think it is objectively crazy that I think if you put it into perspective, like, I think. It was over a year that like nothing had really happened, and then like I hit you up, or like I'm doing, I'm also planning something and doing it like exactly a month later, 
Like, oh. Dude, exactly a month later. <laughs> like, said, a month oh, from okay. the date. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly a month later. It was. So, something that you kind of notated, you said that you are kind of, you took over some of the organizational stuff and you were at one point just an artist. What was that transition like for you? The transition from kind of like, like you said, just like just being an artist to now kind of taking the reins a little bit more? Oh, well, I think, you know, the answer to that question is like exactly what we were just talking about. It comes to like that hiatus. Like in that hiatus, uh, a lot of things had changed, I think, positionally. And one of the main reasons why I felt confident, like basically I hit up Eric, Baby J, as he's known in the streets. Uh, <laughs> I hit him up and I uh, asked him like, you know, like because he, he's always been like the person to have not only the energy, but the resources to like support like whatever is needed to be done. And he's a producer, DJ. He's like in the music, loves music. So I knew he's like someone that I could go to. And if I have the energy, he'll match me. Um, and I was getting out of the military. And so that meant that I was going to have a lot more resources. And Wait, talk a little bit. Say some of that. Sorry. It God just damn it, it Daniel. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Is it not? No, 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 no. it was. It's not picking up. Not picking up what? The mic. Wait. Okay. Talk again. Talk again. Hey, uh, call timestamp just please. <laughs> Is there, uh, it's picking up now. Yeah, it's picking up now. It's picking Wait, up talk now. Again? Hello, hello, hello. Good now. Oh, shit. So it just cut out or something? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second. I'm trying to think. Uh, again. So I believe it probably cut. Just start at the beginning of. So, Eric, I think it like around where you were talking about Eric. Uh, so okay, so yeah. So see, uh, the question was essentially. Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, I. You're taking over the, the roles. Transition, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got you. Chill so had the organizational roles. Go ahead, I'll let you finish. You want me to ask it again? Yeah, so yeah. So we can kind of like yeah. mesh it somehow. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Uh, so what was it like that kind of the transition for you to go from artist to taking more of the reins over at, at the MMC over some of the organizational roles? Um. Yeah. So I mean, basically that transition happened when I uh didn't have the same situation that I used to have. Um, I was getting out of the military, so I was basically, I knew I was going to get a much better job, be making a lot more uh, relative to what I was making, which wasn't much. Um, and I contacted Eric because I knew out of everyone, I think just in general, when it comes to doing something like this, uh, it just takes a lot of energy. And with the way that the world is today, it, like people just don't have energy to spare. So I knew, like, out of the people that were helping me do it before, Eric was the most likely person to have energy and resources to help me. So I contacted Eric, and we were able to get the energy together to want to throw an event. And then Dandy actually came into play because I remember I was looking for like a venue to throw it, and I contacted Dandy, and Dandy was like, "Ask Sasa," and then Sasa recommended me to the Purple Hippo. And then something interesting that happened was that since we we're working with shout out Sasa. Shout out Sasa. Shout out Sasa. No, he he's been a real guy. for some reason. Sasa round two coming yeah, up, yeah. coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Shout out Sasa. Shout out Sasa. Yeah, he's a rock. He, uh, he he basically because he recommended that place to us. We got in there for an affordable price, and they handled a lot of the logistical things that Chill was doing. So I kind of had a nice like bridge into what 
would have been the managerial role before because when it came to the first two events that we did like kind of unofficially it was we got a venue and we had to manage alcohol we had to manage everything else we just had a space to do an event and but when it's now now when we're doing events we're working with the team of people who own the venue and these people also have their own promotion agency so they have their own infrastructure and so we just need to collaborate with them and it's a lot easier when it comes to actually a lot of the more so i'm taking over that role and then i'm just someone who talks to people so when it comes to like marketing and networking it's just i just talk to people apparently people talk to me so So, i feel that yeah so so i end up just meeting a lot of people talking and having the right conversations and and just kind of moving the the plot along in my own personal way um i think just a little bit more and just in general is like we're just lucky that a lot of people have different talents and skills that i know so like there's just people who went to college and got professionally trained that are doing like a lot of the roles that need to be done so that also feels yeah i was gonna say that is kind of crazy because originally I guess it's tied back into the story I was going to say. I was gonna tell. But Chill, originally, it was – so I had met Chill. Funny story. Uh, it was a random Thursday night at Stereo. You remember when they used to do the thir- – I don't even think they do Thursday night shows anymore. They don't. They sold yeah. out. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they used to do the free shows on Thursday. So they sold every Thursday. out. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, think th- I don't even think they do Sunday shows anymore. Dude, they used to do th- – you could go <laughs> to a show literally Thursday through Sunday. I, some of my Thursday. favorite shows were Thursday shows. Like, yeah, man. It was, they were kind of legendary. The yeah. vibes were cooking. The vibes, yeah. Yeah, Pre-COVID. Dude, patio. Yeah. Sometimes just every, like, inside closed off, just patio vibes, free show on a Thursday. Vibes were cooking for sure. Yeah, patio Sundays. Vibes were cooking. Vibes were cooking. So it was a Thursday night free show. There's literally like 10 people <laughs> in there, bro. Uh, and I, I, see, I see chill shuffling. And at the time, <laughs> I didn't know how to shuffle, dude. Legend. Are you talking about the first time you met him? Yeah. I was there with you. Were you there? Yeah. Damn, I'm hearing some fucking lore right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the first time I, I ever went to stereo. That's crazy. So uh, I Because it was – what show was it? Um, I couldn't even tell fuck, you. Fuck, I remember. I was there because I remember taking a video of, of you shuffling with him because he was wearing the light shoes, right? No, that was a different time. That was a different dude? Yeah. I thought that was chill that was wearing the light shoes. No, that no, was no. Definitely not. Because that, that was, was Joyride. That show was Joyride. That was that Joyride. was a sold out show. That was Joyride. That shit was packed. I think I was there at that show. Joyride, yeah, that was packed. I'm wrong. I'll take y- that back. It's okay. <laughs> so this show was a free show. There was like ten people in there. There's like nobody in there. And I see him shuffling, so I go over. I'm like, hey man, fucking, I like like you're fucking good. It's sick. I don't know how to shuffle. He's like, nah, dude, I'll show you whatever. Kind of shows you the basics. And I'm actually not terrible now. I'm not good. But like I, yeah, yeah, no, nah, you can cook. I think yeah, yeah, you know, I I can do some of the moves, and you know, that's actually it all started there. Funny enough, but oh, that's super cool. Yeah, so uh, we just clicked instantly. <laughs> like there's nothing else to that, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> like to that story, <laughs> we just clicked. No, nah, I mean that's how it goes, like on some universe shit. Really. Yeah, and then I really don't know what led up to. I think I invited him to the first Halloween. No, it was, I don't think he went to the first one. I honestly couldn't even tell you what led up to the event. We're just like, let's throw I, something. I, I don't know if he went, but he probably tracked it. He probably saw that you were doing it. I think that led him to, like, think, thinking about you collaborating with him. Yeah, and so we end up talking about it. Like, dude, let's throw something. And then we just kind of coordinated, and that's how the pool party came about, which I think the pool party was birthed for a lot of things. We're going to look back, I think, one day and look at that pool party and be like, holy shit. I, I, I already do. It, 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 yeah. I still think about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a great pool. I took acid for that pool party. That shit was fun as fuck. 
Yeah, dude, it was fucking. E- There's so many people that went. There's people I've met that I didn't even know were there. There's right. so people were like, dude, I was there. I was like, what? Yeah, no, I, I, the the vibes in that pool party are like almost like immortal in a sense of like this is there's definitely pe- a you had to be there type exactly of no no it, it, but it's like a you had to be there but it's like for those who were they fucking won't shut the fuck up about it i swear to god so uh, but me too as well I, it, it was it was it was like such a great time and i feel like you know honestly a lot of the people that i see today still come to our events like there's a there's a handful of people which is kind of a lot if you think about it. it's been years who have come to like every event and they like came from that event it's like and when i talk to them they they always just mention like the vibes i know that's such a like a a woke word but like it's like a real thing it's like what everyone's talking about when you're like doing something right and it's like intangible i mean no you you hit the nail right on the head because it's weird because there's friends that b and daniel have that like i've seen a little bit more than he's seen in the past but every time they see him that comes up it's like oh you remember that time at the pool party like dude that shit was so fun (laughs) like i'm just sitting there like damn (laughs) that's like you attach that this person to that moment like that the moment that you see him again every now and then type shit you're like that one time where I had the time of my life. And, I, and, and it's crazy because it was like it was like the first thing that we like really did did like for real like out of the house, collaborated with Dandy. I feel like the location was kind of perfect too. We had motherfucking salsa opening because it was like back in the day, you know. It was that was retro. such a get. Yeah, it was. So, he killed it. I remember. <laughs> I remember he played like a little peep homemade remix and a Juice World homemade remix, and and I knew from that moment after hearing that that like he was gonna be. And I mean, <laughs> honestly, you know, he's just done exactly like more than I even thought from that. You know, you know what he told like, I don't know if you knew this, but when he came on the pod, like I didn't know until he uh, mentioned it when he was on here. But that he said that that was a, his first official time playing in front of like, people at like a book, like someone booking. I, I him. watched that podcast. I don't even remember. I must have zoned out. That yeah. Book. Like, what? He said he yeah. like that was his first book public event. event that he was booked for. I mean, yeah, like he had done stuff that he had like sh- like for his friends and like like and he played for like the uh that open decks. First he did, event he did so open decks and shit, but, but that was like his first time being requested and like playing correct, put on yeah. a bill. You know, it, it's it's almost Is that not perfect. nuts? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you couldn't if I had to write a plot line like I almost couldn't write it better than that. So honestly like it's just it's almost, it's just insane. But yeah, that is a crazy moment to look back on and just think that was, that was the birth of it. Cause I didn't really, the first time I had met y'all was there. Yeah. I yeah. met y'all for the first time at the pool party. I had met Everett before. Also crazy story. Uh, it was IO, right? Oh man. And there was like, uh, it was Everett, Jose, you know, I'm pretty sure you know Jose too, probably. It was Everett, Jose, and then this girl named Mackenzie, Mac- Kayla McKenzie, I'm sorry, I I don't remember. I haven't seen Damn, her much son. since. And then this girl. <laughs> yeah, yes. I haven't met her so much since. I've met Jose a lo- uh, uh, quite a few times since then, and I'm of course Everett. Yeah, I've of course. <laughs> seen him a lot. McKenzie. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So or Michaela. or potentially it, it could be neither of those. I might be butchering it. I'm sorry if I am. But uh, it was like them three. I remember specifically, and they were in a group, and I met all of them, and then uh, Chill was like, "Yeah, oh, this is my homie Everett." I was like, "Oh shit, we've met." And I've like I had messaged Everett a few times back and forth on Twitter, and I had no idea they were friends at home. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I connected with both of them separately at two different events when neither of them were together. Yo, that's 
Oh my god, this is like a, a, a stack of just crazy things. They were just stacking <laughs> and stacking and stacking. It's like I'm. But then I yeah, but then we uh all met at the pool party. I, I, the rest is kind of history. Then now we've got a lot of shows coming up. It's pretty sick though to think about. You and know, you know it makes sense because you know life started in the ocean. Like a pool party well, being I'm like sorry, the what? start. <laughs> 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 like, where is this? Where was this going? A pool party being the start of the life of the Mont Music Collective. It's just it just makes sense. Or the Omni way. <laughs> oh, dude. No, okay. Let's try to go in the water. So, before uh, I found you guys, uh, I had wanted, of course, to throw uh, events. But it's hard to find anyone who's serious, you know? Which I'd say is I'm grateful for y'all. And I'd say, like, y'all should be pretty grateful that, like, y'all have, like, Each a solid core. Yeah, a solid core to find people who are just, like, committed to anything in general. Or people who just so down. I think y'all have the love for the music. Yeah. And also have that like that love for throwing events as well. Just that feeling you get whenever you put something together. Yeah. It's hard to find people that like have that, you know? And before yeah. I had met you guys Well no, I hadn't met y'all, it was the pool party, but like I said, we went on hiatus for a minute and I was trying to throw something else and uh Chill was kind of just, you know, he wasn't really ready to throw something else, yeah. you know, yeah. at the time being and I really hadn't connected like I met y'all but we weren't like close or anything at that time so i didn't really know to like how to reach out so i was like trying to get a couple people together to throw some stuff and uh didn't work out uh, but they weren't about it no but the name was the w- honestly i'm glad i didn't stick with it it was omniwave <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was the name that i stuck with oh like of the organization yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i like it though like omniwave presents because it was like but it was gonna be dot wave oh wait like wave like so like Omni- a wave file yeah but oh. also like a wave. But wait, wait, how was it? How was it like written on a flyer? So it would have been omni, like, like multi. Wave, so like omni dot wave. Yeah, like multi-directional. You know, like it's like omni is like all encompassing. I actually really like that. Like actually, wave. It, it like was a great idea. The execution <laughs> was not. horrible. I, yeah. I'm almost <laughs> like shit. I don't even know if we should be announcing that on the podcast. Right, like keep that <laughs> under rat hole like, separate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's LLC like the fucking coming I- soon. That shit is a fucking idea archive that's locked behind a password that nobody knows. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I like it. I think it's cool. It's unfortunate that the other people couldn't connect with the idea. It, enough to I think it's time. It's all about timing. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I feel like there's people that do have wants and desires to be or do things that they feel that they have interest in, but it's like. I don't know. It's like, how do you chase your dreams if, like, a tragic event happens in your life? It's like you have to overcome those things to continue working at the thing that you know you have to work at type shit. Yeah, that's that's very true. And that's tough. And it's I'm not going to say that that it was that because it was definitely not that. It was definitely (laughs) a lot of inexcusable activity. Other people's actions of and inspire people that maybe, you yeah. know, I'll go back to what he said. <laughs> you know, work harder. Like <laughs> you can't control some things. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. The <laughs> worst <laughs> things are the things you can't control. Am I yeah, right? Typically, the worst things are the things that are out of your control. Cause <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. How'd you get into music, though? Like, what made you start producing? What was uh, was it? Like, was it a show? Did you like? Were you into the music before you went to your first festival, or was it like a scenario? You went to your first festival, you know, as mo- as people doing like, holy shit. It was a combination of things: drugs, a girl, and 
festival. I Tale think, is all this time. Am I yeah. right? <laughs> I think, Tale is all this time. The Let's combination go. of those three things hitting me like at the same time. I went I went to like my second festival, twenty seventeen, and I rolled for my first time. And which festival? Uh something wicked, you know? Oh shit. Tired. Doesn't even exist anymore. It was the last something wicked, I think. Yeah. So, the last one. Yeah, it was before the Freaky Deaky. If yeah. you didn't know, used to be something my, wicked. My role hit me when I was listening to like San Holo, and I'll never forget. It was like light came on, and like I was like not peeking, but I was coming up, and I was like with my uncle and like some of my closest friends, even still to this day. And like we all rolled for the first time that day, and I I'll never forget just like all of us knowing that like we've now crossed the line into like the rest of our lives. As far as like this experience goes, because like you know when you when you roll for the first time and you're like, well, for the rest of my life, like in a sense, it's like a time. rite of passage. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. You're like not only because it's like not only are you doing that, but you're also like at this festival listening to like this fucking music that's making you feel like you've never felt before, and just the fact that like discovering that like that place existed, even though like I didn't know it existed before, I like had like a lot of things that were like going on. I think. A lot of artists behind like the things that drive them to becoming like an artist is like a lot of like troubles and like strife and like I don't think that I'm different in that. I like gotten arrested and then like I came from like a good family, so like after that it was like very difficult for me to like have a presence, like because the expectations that were set for me were like definitely disappointed, I think. Like my closest mm-hmm. family members are like an like a fucking lawyer, fucking doctor. Like, <laughs> like literally, like it's like kind of funny and ironic, but like that's like the people that were in the family with me, and the other people above them are also successful. So it's like I had a lot of pressure. So I think when I went to that festival, I like broke through the pressure because I knew, I fucking knew in my fucking soul, like despite what all of them have been through, that none of them have been here, and mm. like I know, like this is something that's unique. Like I can take this and run with it, and that's like basically exactly what I did. I fucking learned how to shuffle because like. Just listening to music wasn't enough, so I learned how to fucking, like, dance music in a way that, like, I could have a lot of fun with. And then when that wasn't enough, I, like, once learned how to make music. And, like, that's, like, a whole thing. Like, fucking, I learned how to make music with, like, Chill, as we keep talking about. Like, me and him, I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, like, say anything, just in case he becomes someone in the future. But he was doing some things, and then he came up with this idea. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with this idea. He had this melody stuck in his head after he did a few things. And he uh, he asked me, he asked me, he was like, yo, uh, I have this melody stuck in my head. Like, is there any way I could like be like, because I had like messed with FL Studio before in the past, but like never to get anywhere. But I, I knew at least as much as like, if you have the notes, I know how to put them in the computer. He had this melody and he had these notes in his head and we, he put these notes in the computer and it was like, whatever, we don't have it anymore. Like a big out of it. But we don't have it anymore. But what what that did was like that started us, and we started putting more and more trash into this fucking computer. And then eventually we had someone come over and like show us how to like take our trash and like make it into not trash. And then from there we actually started making like that guy came probably after a few weeks, and uh, I think I was like nineteen, no job, fucking no money. All I did I would go to his house and like the, the all the shit was on his. Computer. I would go to his house. We'd work on some shit. I would, like, stay up all fucking night like a fucking crackhead <laughs> and just work on shit all night, like, overnight. And then, like, when he, when I when I would get fucking tired at, like, 8 or 9 a.m., like, wake up, I would have, like, put a bunch of random shit in, and then he would, like, carve that into, like, a more musical. He's always been good with. Like, that was kind of our process for a while. 
Um, and so like that's kind of how I got started. We did that for a while, and then eventually like I was like I had my own computer house and I was just doing my own shit. And you know what's funny is uh that Halloween party that y'all did come to the second one, I'll never forget. I woke up because I like I like raging headache night before. I came downstairs and it was like eight or nine in the morning. This man's still DJing, or like he might have woke up and started DJing. I don't know, but I just remember him having a bowl and just sparking up and just still spinning. I was like, <laughs> I was like, did you go to sleep, motherfucker? Like, what is going on? Probably first, not. Yeah. First of all, there's <laughs> definitely a video of you shoveling at like five a.m. at a party one time. <laughs> like, no, everyone else was asleep and you're just on a deck shuffling until no, you no, fell no. asleep. No, 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 no. Someone caught me shuffling. The video was. Me me passed out on the that said deck. That's what it was. With a blanket <laughs> and a pillow just on the deck at like he eight. He danced himself to sleep. <laughs> hey, that's beautiful in a way. Yeah. <laughs> what a perfect night. I was yeah. like, Daniel, you paid to be here. We're at an Airbnb. You slept outside on a wood <laughs> platform. <laughs> Bro, like, come on. That's real shit. Hey, that's, those are vibes. Yeah, yeah you're those those vibing vibes. hard, bro. You vibe until you couldn't vibe anymore and he that's, collapsed. That's yeah, exactly. people don't know. He collapsed in the vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how I live, bro. I do camping that's festivals. That's how I I'm live, bro. I do <laughs> camping yeah. festivals. You know what I'm saying? I'm not worried. About as long as there's music and I have a place to sleep, I'm vibing. I don't give a fuck. I'm not. I don't need luxury. It was cold, by the way. That shit was luxury. It was freezing. It it wasn't freezing, but it was really cold outside. I don't know how why I did that or how that worked. This is that's not the point. I'm not saying you need it. I'm saying you pay for a big ass house and you slept outside. (laughs) You could have just gone inside and slept on a bed. No, I don't have anything honestly. But you know, I feel (laughs) I I feel it though. It's like if it happened to me, I wouldn't have a defense, but I would understand why. No, no, no. no. I'm glad it happened, (laughs) but it's hilarious. I was just saying. It's not the same as needing luxury. You paid for luxury and didn't use it. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy now, though, anytime, because also that Airbnb was for for our friend's giving, we threw a rager. At a Versace mansion. It was like 20 of us, and we pitched in for an Airbnb. Uh, It was, yeah, Versace mansion. I'm pretty sure it was owned previously by a drug dealer at some point. What year was this? This was, oh, goddamn. 2018, 2019? question. 2019. 2018, 2019, maybe. I'm thinking 2019. Damn, that's a good-ass question. 2019. I I think it's 2019, yeah. Is it a year before COVID? I think so. Yeah. We threw a rager. Everything was so hopeful back then. Yeah, 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 100%. (laughs) Everything kind of went downhill from there. but (laughs) No one knew about COVID. Imagine. (laughs) Literally. Bro, there's a picture on Corey's fridge of us like outside of the Versace mansion when everybody was fucking hung oh, over by the cars by and the shit. cars. So yeah, they yeah, all I like took that. a group at group picture and everything. But we, and we, I we saw did that our friend. I saw that shit and I was like, damn, what a time! What a time! <laughs> what a time. <laughs> we literally had our friends giving, and then uh, like just us. It was like a long ass table too. Luckily, they had a table that fit twenty people. <laughs> But we did that. Bro, and that shit was a long-ass table, bro. It was a long-ass table. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, who the fuck? Remarkably keys? long. Yeah, yeah. Remarkably <laughs> long. Only a mansion would have a table this long because who the fuck like, has a family of 20? There's somebody, but, like, not many people are eating at a time. I was like, this seems like a horrible misuse of this room. But obviously it wasn't. It worked out for us. It worked out for us. But then we threw a rager the next day and, and, and the party. And now I'm just thinking, man, if I like was where I'm at now, then I would have had DJs at that whole bump. Because they had a pool outside. Oh, dude. And should. then there was a lake back. And then there was a deck what? up top. There was a dude, deck we should, up. We should uh, re- 
Dude, I mean, maybe not like is for that, Friendsgiving, does that place but still we exist? should. It does. It's. Still I don't know if it's still rented out. Someone We're gonna find it. out. Let's well, see. What twenty people did you get to collab with you? That's a lot of people to throw. We used to, our friend group used to be pretty fucking deep. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, but then COVID happened, everything went downhill. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, but like there was the deck where I slept on, which would be perfect for like speakers and like the decks, the controller and shit. It would be perfect where the deck is. And yeah. then, like, the backyard's huge. It sounds like a really good idea, but you gotta talk off. Backyard's huge, and the house was we huge. Should, definitely. Like, the house was huge. Like, for a house party, that's where you wanna have it. Even for I an mean, event. Could it could be like a retro event, like a house party event. Like a, like a, like a like private l- event like type I'm, of thing. The, the vision, it's, it's percolating. It's percolating. It's percolating. I like that. It's percolating. I don't know how long right it'll take. It might be 30 seconds, it could be 30 days, but. No, it'll hit me, but if, if someone still, else has a good one before if then. It's that, if it's still on the market, it's in, like, s- fucking San, San Leon. It's, it's like kind of San far. Leon. It's, but that's good. It's, like, dipped off. Like, it's yeah. kind of, like, out, out the way. Trying to, if you're trying to really do it right, it's better for it to be a little out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. You need, like, the right pool of people to pitch, like, the right idea. I had, one of, I had one of my best motion shirts at that house. That See, shit was you know, that's the fucking type of, awesome. That's what I'm trying to sponsor. There was like a hundred rooms, <laughs> not a hundred, but there was like probably like <laughs> hundred rooms, probably like seven uh, rooms. Hundred rooms, <laughs> holy <laughs> like, shit! You were tripping hard, huh? Nah. <laughs> there was like seven rooms. Said it never ended. No, dude, there was so many different rooms though in that shit. It's fucking. I had the actually. fucking rave goggles on, looking at the door. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy though. No matter how, I feel like no matter how big our events get, I'll always look. House parties always have. That special but place in your heart. I mean, which reminds me of like the fucking legendary ass house party that we went to this year. Cause, um, wait, you didn't go. I know, cause I had to go to a fucking. It was uh my homie's thirtieth birthday. Oh, so it was like you know that's I feel like a big big thing. Oh well, shit. Let me let me click on this. Tangent I was gonna g- let me click on trust this trust me. While I was waiting for my girlfriend because she was at work, I was gonna dip by for a little bit, but she yeah, got she texted me. You were like she got off early, so I was like ah. I guess I'm saying that's cool and all, but um, I'm trying to go, and then I was like, yeah, pull up. It's kind of the I water's was. warm. The water's warm. And you were like. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, she got off early, and I was like, ah, fuck, I guess that squashes that idea. Because we were supposed to that go That shit there, so. was a f- rager, bro. Like, I, there was people there, definitely over 100 people in this, like, kind of small house. Like, it was, like, very crowded, but in a sense, kind of in a good way, like, in an organic kind of way. And then the crazy thing was it was also, like, a low-key Dobie reunion. Like, half the fucking people, not more than that, went to Dobie. So it was, like, kind of this... Like Wait, you went to Dobie? Yeah, I did. Oh, shit. It was oh, literally yeah. that right there, the entire party, with a bunch of random people. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, and it was like class of like 2013, 12 to like 21. Like, so oh, it was like shit. people all over Spread the spectrum the fuck of out. like the new and the old Dobie. It was, it was interesting. And like the DJs, we had, he had three setups in his house. So imagine like, well, imagine if there was a setup right here and then like one in a room over there. And then if you had a garage, one in the garage. It like actually worked way that to have a three setup in a house you know that's not even that big and so it was like actually really fucking cool we packed and it went until 8 a.m and it was like i think they peaked at around 4 30 type it was that type of like vibe that's yeah it peaked at 4 30 in like the main room with like fucking bartender and like some of like the most like you know it was a mix of like old school and like new edm it was really cool <laughs> it was like cj he played at genesis game which is kind of pretty cool like what's his name? Um, bank? No, not bankrupt. That's uh, Peyton, huh? Damn, yeah, shout out to Dan- 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 is uh, Peyton. 
CJ is a uh, fucking no, but I can't remember. But same as CJ, play on the Genesis lineup. Um, yeah, go CJ. <laughs> yeah, he uh he did a really good set there. Okay. And also, next event we got coming up, Solstice. I just see the names we've been coming up with. I like the cohesive. We did Genesis, and then we did the. Fuck, it's like not Solstice. Convergence. No, there was Convergence. Then there was uh, so it's Convergence. Well, we Sol. What's what Eclipse. was right? Eclipse. That's because I was like, it's like Solstice. I was like, it's yeah, not. Yeah, we did. Oh yeah, we did. We did Genesis, Convergence, Eclipse, Solstice. Yeah. All. Names. What you know, we had the think tank on the names. We had we the think tank. Even Solstice was think tank. It was like we did. Though we came up with Solstice before even Eclipse. Yeah. It just so happened to be like the day of the Solstice, or like the day before. But yeah, actually, our event is on the day of the Solstice. Yeah, which is like pretty <laughs> crazy. It just because we, we, we had the idea already. We there. already pre-planned to name it that, and it just so happened to line up with it. You know, and then and that's what I was saying like earlier, which is like the things that are out of control always like well not always but consistently line up. When it comes to the specific project, it's like very inspiring. Like, I just need to do my part because like a lot of just random shit just works out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we all play our part pretty well. We all do what we're supposed to do. Do you in feel a weird way, organically though? Do you feel that it becomes easier and easier to kind of do your part now that it's like the the layout has been set, the foundation has been set? I guess for sure, I definitely think so. I think pre Genesis. There was a lot of uncertainty, and the anxiety was definitely very prevalent. But I think, like, with just the way that things have played out and just how much confirmation and how much just I feel like, like this the is good reception. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. It's just, it's just a positive feedback loop. So now it's, like, pretty – I won't say easy per se. It's, like, easy is definitely the wrong word because when I say, like, something like easy, I mean now, like, the highest level of, like – like your 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 like life resolution is like uncertain. Mm. Like this doesn't. F- this is like easy in the sense that like I feel like I'm on a certain path as long as I do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of work that'll still go into it. But it's like the I feel like the hardest thing in life is uncertainty. Mm. So I feel like I've gotten enough positive feedback to know as long as I do what I need to do, like we, me and the people around me will all be successful. Kind of like the equivalent of. Not saying it's easy in lack of work. Yeah, you, know, you still gotta put in the work and the effort. It's easy that work and effort is towards something. Exactly, okay. exactly. And like there's precisely. a cohesiveness to it, and like an understanding to. There's like there's a method to all of it. Precisely. Yeah. Right. Which it is. Yeah, it definitely does feel that. It's kind of crazy how it comes. And I feel like you stepping up too. Like it just how everything happened. I feel like almost was was easy, so to speak. Like with Chill stepping down and him. Kind of being like, all right, guys, gotta fucking get shit together. <laughs> guess we gotta make shit. Needs shit needs to happen. Shit yeah, needs to happen. There's a happen. fucking hole. I'm not gonna keep going to stereo live, but a frown <laughs> on my face. Dude, and fuck not that do t- at least a fucking single goddamn thing about it. I, I swear. Um, artists are good. <laughs> the artists are good, but every time you go to stereo, I swear. you lose a piece of yourself. You're like, God, I, I don't mean, wanna be I, here. Like, you won't even promote local artists, which is like, as a produ- like he, which which to me shows that he's not a producer like Serene the, the like the owner of Stereo Life like cuz he you know anyone who's watching this podcast who lives in Houston who goes to Stereo Life who does it's a podcast this, no, no I'm saying this any, podcast anyone who's watching it. this podcast <laughs> I'm breaking this news to them that the person that you always see open is actually the owner of Stereo Life and Mike Wazowski 
um what's his name serene well his dj name is serene he's like a part owner of say like he always plays there oh i remember it used to be mike was his name mike wazowski i don't know what his real name is no, like, there used to be, back in the day there used to be like it was the mike wazowski logo and i think his name was mike wazowski and then uh, it might be the other owner because i know like both i think both of them dj but i don't want to say that on record i know like at least one of them serene is like a dj who's also an owner Damn, that's crazy. But, but it's like, yeah, he's not a producer. But 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 the, I, I don't want to like a hundred percent say he's not. But what I will say is that like he has like this platform, right? And like all I can say is that he plays every opportunity that he gets, and what he plays isn't even inspirational. It's like kind of cookie cutter. And I mean, hey, if he's watching this and he hates on me, fucking do better. Like, <laughs> hey, real shit though. I mean, and you're allowed to have your yeah, opinion. But, but yeah, but I, I think I think that the thing that I really would like is if he just put on local artists on that platform because it's stereo live. It's like everyone's coming there because of the headliner anyway. Yeah. Just like give some random, just give a variety of sounds and artists a chance because he plays the same sound every time. If you play different sounds, that'd be one thing. But it's like, come on, bro. Like, no, it is tough because going back to, we had this conversation too. It's, you know, like right now we have stereo and then 9 p.m. And then Ri- you saw Rise change to Warehouse. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Warehouse Live Midtown. And then someone's like, maybe this is going to be like good for the scene. I was like, you think. Where you think a place rise turning into another big corporate business with Sullivan King being the debut artist of the? You think that's gonna be the breakthrough in the Houston nah, scene? Rise, Come on now, Rise Let's never had good sound though. I, I haven't been to Rise in forever just because the few times that I have been there, the sound is like not good. I just, I just. Can't. Oh, it's not. The thing is though, I will say as okay, far not, as the quality. Yeah, as far as the quality, I will you. say this. Nine p.m. when it first started as Ava, it, well, yeah, big yeah. for the culture. Like, they did a lot of shit. They were constantly putting on shit. Heavy on the locals. Like, I think part of the reason they were so successful, you know? And then they started booking bigger artists, and that also helped, but they were still doing local shit, and then now they don't. During their filler time, I feel like they could be doing more local shit. Not to tell anyone how to run their businesses, of course. I feel like they're doing... Tell them, Daniel. No, nah, I'm not going to. You're a that. businessman. That's not what it is. You're a stock They're, they're successful. They're doing fine. Honestly, shouts out 9 p.m. because they do also still put on a lot of good shows. Yeah. But I, I think they've like explored other avenues. And there's yeah. Like low-key shit going on. It's just not like in a bad it, way. It would be nice to have more promoters bring... It. I get, you know, money, business. You have to do what's best for the business to yeah. keep the lights but on. But it's kind of good for us, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To have the better underground scene would be nice, too. Not just... Like, the locals are important also. Like, locals... The local DJs, the local producers, combination of that, but also some art up and coming artists that are good that we don't see. I'm tired of seeing the same motherfuckers five times a year. You know, it's like, yeah. you, it's like, oh, they're back in Houston. Awesome. Can we book someone else, please? <laughs> Is there like another option? Can it not be at stereo? I mean, Holy I mean, shit. That's like the that's like the problem because it's like you know I I think what it comes down to and maybe this is like kind of arrogance for me to say but I think a lot of times the people who are making decisions aren't necessarily qualified to make the best way to make like i'm not gonna say that like i have like the perfect ear but i'll say that i think just on average like if you work music you're probably better at picking artists but then if you produce music you're probably even better at like picking and sourcing artists so, like i think there's levels i think a lot of people aren't even anything and like i'm not saying that in a negative way but like when you get that way and you're like a corporate hire what that necess- what that inevitably means is you're just looking at numbers this artist is going to bring in this amount of people like, you know, this is like, you know, you're, you're like so far, if you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way to like have the integrity of like really finding interesting artists, culture artists, diversifying your lineup. Like 
all you need to do is like make your numbers look good so i think it's kind of on people like us to like challenge them it's like capitalism kind of like we need to be the people that use our fucking knowledge of seeing the fucking music all day to like actually find good artists rest the crowd and like like do it better than them it's like our 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 job otherwise like it just proves that they're right yeah have that that's that's a good way of putting it honestly yeah what do you uh what are like your visions for the AMC? Like some goals that you have for the future. Like, uh, given what we've done, given what we have coming up, and future goals. I don't. I don't think we've actually like talked about this. Way enough. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I'm, I think, I'm interested. I think one of the reasons why it hasn't been like super discussed is because I feel like uh, we kind of gain wisdom as we grow older, and so you know, it's like. In a sense, it's like I could try to make a decision now about exactly what I think it'll be, but I know like even just tomorrow I'll be better equipped to make that decision. So I think it's like that's kind of what's prohibiting any of us like orga- like organically coming to like this is what it needs to be because I think functionally right now it's operational and I like what it is. It's like we're throwing events, our events have the vibes of super, and we're performing and having good artists, so on and so forth. So I think that's like a good place for us to be in. I think for me personally, and I think my ideas will just like kind of coagulate with everyone else's ideas to like form like one general idea inevitably. But I think for me personally, I'm like kind of excited for like something that like just happened today, which is like talking to this artist named Kosi and give him a shout out. Um, probably playing at our events eventually. Um, yeah, I like talked to this artist who like went to our pool party that we were referencing, and he uh. He really enjoyed it, and he is basically someone who, like, got into producing, and he's doing really well, basically been on his grind or whatever. So I think for me personally, it's, like, finding people like that who are producing who are creating music and either having them DJ if they know how to DJ or learning to DJ because, you know, just on the record, like, DJing is a lot easier than producing. And also, just intrinsically, producing is something that you go through alone, and DJing is something that you draw from other people. And I think that as a, like, if you go through producing, you get good alone, that just shows something. Because that's what I did, Eric did. That's what I want to see out of a future artist. So I think for me, I want to find artists like that, draw them to the, like, the vision, and then grow a brand that's like irresistible to the public because it's just like so much good music, good content, good engagement. Like, just everything is just way better than what the corporate, like, disconnected like money making capitalistic that's fucking fair as shit <laughs> okay yeah, no so it, okay so <laughs> i guess agreed but like i guess with a goal like not necessarily when i was asking i was like what's the goal of mine i guess with that being said is like pre-covid right you remember the vibes yeah do you feel like vibes pre-covid were like above the vibes now in terms of like going to shows and shit like the community vibe kind of hard to say because like i know mine but it's like man there's like so many variables it's like i'm getting older for COVID. i think the thing about COVID is it's so weird because it kind of robbed us of those years experiencing them naturally yeah it's like i don't know like transitioning from what like i guess 23 24 to like 26 27 like i don't know like if this is just what it feels like to go from my early 20s to my later 20s how that feel you know so it's like kind of Hard to say if it's, like, pre-COVID. I mean, it could be. I literally don't know. But what I will say is, like, I think the vibes have gotten a lot more sophisticated now. But I think they were more abundant back then. 
it was a lot more accessible. It was a lot easier. Just like if I'm just speaking without thinking about it too much, like that's how I feel. Maybe think, that's because I think without like a better word for it, it's like things were more willy nilly. Yeah, before yeah, COVID. exactly. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, like exactly. people were more yes. like free to do things it's like fuck it i don't care if i have to call into yeah. work tomorrow let's have fun tonight type yeah shit. exactly L- after COVID, it's like there's a lot of risks that are involved <laughs> with us getting together this evening should we should we think about maybe rescheduling like you know it, like i feel like that that is like in the air almost like where people are just like i i want to have fun at this show but i need to maybe maybe i'll stay in the back and just like chill exactly. on my in my own like space but there's nothing wrong with that it's just the the difference but it's like it's us getting older but that's what i'm saying it's like is it covid or are we just getting older it's like kind of hard to say as a whole i feel like not saying the underground scene was huge in houston pre-covid but i will say like i was going to shows that were smaller but they were still had like good turnout the energy was there i feel like now it's almost if it's not a bigger show there's a lot less or our show i mean i guess there's less (laughs) or or us but the vibes are there you know yeah the vibes (laughs) are there. i will say shout out uh there's one person just to give credit uh mike cruz he just did among the hunted woods I feel like for a local, doing like a local small fest, just all locals, like there was no big names on there. I saw a bunch of people posting. So that, I mean, that's out to that. That's like a hard thing to do. Hey, shout out to you, Danny, for tracking that because I have no idea. What oh, do I track all, all the locals? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's I'm like definitely, I just be, I always analyze shit like that because I'm like, okay, like they're doing their thing. Like who's working with who and how are, how's the shit going in the scene? Hell, yeah. Just so I also have some, like not something to go off of, but. Just like you can't be involved in your local scene, I feel like if you're not involved. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but no, for real. For very, real. Yeah. He got what I said. <laughs> no, you. yeah. But uh, <laughs> also, go, yeah, he's on the ground, on the ground exactly. But also, uh, going back to it, what I also meant with like goals and stuff. Do you think like a part of what our organization can become is just like that bringing that community back? You know what I mean? Not because I feel like a lot of that. This might just also me being old and talking like this, but just like with social media now, people just going to like get the video. I'd be like, I went to a rave, but like bringing that sociability back. You no, know, for like sure. I, people I, come to meet friends at our shows, or like people come to just hang out. You know, like something for the weekend. You come, it's a place to chill, maybe catch up with some. You know, and just yeah. actually have that like ability. Like you, you remember early stereo or like? Yeah, no, people? I remember. You go I, I sometimes you just go it. to hang out, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a beautiful vibe. I, I think that's like the end goal. I think because like you know like because I remember early stereo, it's like in some subconscious sense, I'm trying to recreate. I'm trying to recreate like what was the most perfect version of like the most perfect rave culture that I experienced, and I think that's exactly what it is. It's like in a place where you feel comfortable, where you feel like everyone that's there has like passed through this filter of like a like this beautiful experience where like they're they're in this place and like they're a nice go talk to them i think uh, lost lands feels like this fucking this is what lost lands feels like it feels like this literally where like everyone is like someone that you can just randomly go talk to they'll be nice to you they'll help you on whatever you need help with and that's like what i'm trying to not even recreate because even before i went to lost lands that's what i was on confirmed it it's just like I think that's like exactly something that is like essential to like what we need to be doing because that's exactly what was lost from everywhere else. And not necessarily everywhere else. I think 9 p.m. is still kind of good, but like uh, 
they just don't do enough things. Kind of a little slow with their events. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. No, it's, t- it's tough. It's controversial. <laughs> I love it, dude. I fucking love it. <laughs> I feel him, though, because it's like, with the music and the community, it's one of those things where if you want to keep driving it forward, you kind of do got to take some risks. Start doing more local stuff or getting some of those smaller artists. You can't get comfortable. Yeah, it's easy, too, because you're like, this is paying my bills It now. gets profitable. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's profitable. It's easy to get comfortable, but that doesn't mean you f- do it. I'm a big proponent <laughs> of, like, solving thing, things through, like, uh, you know, a comms razor. It's like, you know, the, the the most likely thing is the most, like, likely thing, you know? It, it, it kind of explains itself. And so I think what you just said is, like, probably exactly what happened, right? Like, no, I'm not going to name drop, but, you know, whoever owns in, whoever owns 9 p.m., got like comfortable yeah and then he was like i can do this many shows you know i know disco donnie and this is like the recursion that i'll get and this is like what i can do and then i can do whatever else in the summer like what happened and i think not to call anyone out but if you feel called out that means it's true it's like that just spurs from like a, a, a like a disconnect from like a love for this right it's like ultimately people just need that place that's like at least like if you're at that level at least once a week where they can go and like hang out and like to a degree if you're at a level at like disco donnie or the people that run these like places like 9 p.m you should welcome being called out that should yeah. be something that should be a comment card to you so something that you can improve your business upon to yeah. improve a p- experience for future guests for real honestly but if you're not willing to do that and you see it as oh, i want to be offended by this then that's you not taking this to your advantage you're almost working against yourself instead of trying to better your business exactly. which makes no sense for, at a business <laughs> level <laughs> i did appreciate I, the free criticism <laughs> i get it though i think it's like one of those things where he was probably like very involved in the scene that's what brought him up and then you know he kind of started his own thing and then he stopped going to the shows and really stopped yeah. being involved he gets older you get as yeah, you do we're talking you just about start it. you just start seeing the numbers can't be 21 forever yeah you're running a business now you're like you're not really involved. You don't really care to be involved because you're like, what does that really? Do you think that that? Get do you me? think that that's like a pressure for every artist to a degree? Once you become successful, there's that question of whether you stay true to your roots or you have to fucking mold into the thing that you kind of despised at one one point. You know, this is like, is, is do, there yeah. a, is there a way to do both to stick to your roots and not be that guy? You know, I think if I'm being honest, I think there's not a good way to do both i think that's like one of the things that i've kind of realized and it's kind of crazy because it's like i'm not nearly near the level of like any of the professional that you hear every day but even already i'm struggling with like concepts like i'm making the music that i got into music to make and i need to continue making better music but like i've already accomplished some of what i've wanted to do initially and i think a lot of these artists go through a much grander scale version of that where it's like they get really good and then they make like an album or something where they put their whole heart and soul into it and it's like really good but then like as soon as it's over give it like a month and people are like hey what's next and it's like from an artist's perspective it's like what you just listened to was like the culmination of like 10 years mm-hmm. of actual live experience that's like culminating into music form and i think sure, if it's a debut album it might be fucking 20 years yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly exactly so it's like you're faced with an option you're faced with like should I take my long ass time and develop something else that's like super core to my soul, my spirit, which you have the opportunity to do if your debut album was like amazing? Think Porter Robinson Worlds or something. Like, mm. if you like really popped off, you can take your time and wait. 
But otherwise, you're forced to, like, I need to make something to make money to survive long enough <laughs> to, like, make the music that I really want to make, like, really, really want to make that's, like, different than, like, what I have out right now. And I think that's, like, it's, like, almost impossible to, like, escape that. I think that's, like, kind of something that's, like, it's not even tragic in a way because, like, the music they're making isn't bad. Mm. It's just, like, not different enough. And then when enough, when enough, I'm not pushing the needle. Exactly. When enough of it accumulates, you have people that look at it and they're like, this person sold out or this person did. And it's like, I guess they did because it's their job. Like, right. <laughs> their job is to make music. Like, it's, it's that question of, yes, they did sell out, but wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like only a select few artists. And, and even some of those still do. Like, Millennium could not make any more music. He still does. Like, he's still selling out. It's like only a few artists, like, really. Make a lot of music. <laughs> he just touched, <laughs> yeah. he just touched a nerve. I think him. he could agree. He said, did you say a No, he could agree, though. <laughs> like three albums ago was probably his, was it Ashes? Bro, I, uh, think, well, I think Illinium peaked with Awaken Ashes. But that's what, Illinium's like a perfect example of what I'm thinking. Like Awaken Ashes. Talk a little bit. Just Illinium's, like, <laughs> Illinium's like a perfect example of what I'm saying. Awaken Ashes is like probably what Illinium got into music really wanted to make. And he fucking that shit he, it was beautiful and then people wanted more they were like hey do it again and he's I'll like give you a pop album <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like he's like um my soul isn't gonna connect to anything as much as it did with that unless right. unless i'd wait five years or so three years and develop something for a very long time but you motherfuckers are like give me something now you guys <laughs> are yeah. every day yeah. you could be porter though but but that's what I'm saying. But Porter Worlds was like I feel like for Porter Worlds was so successful that he had the opportunity to tour Worlds long enough to like not he just at, when it comes to music, bro, he just doesn't release music. He like did you know Mariah Carey has a song that sampled Porter? He d- yeah, I did. I didn't know that because I'm a Porter fan. Like that's re- it's kind of crazy. It's a sampled Goodbye to the World. Yeah, but, Goodbye but, to the World. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what but the Porter, fuck? But Porter is actually an example of what it like proving his point and not adverse to his point because what he was saying is is that a musician that it has a debut album that they pour their soul into if you can't tour off of that album for a long time like porter was able to yeah then yeah, you're going he could to be still do it <laughs> yeah he did world life for years then you're going to it. be a struggling artist needing the to be able to have something new whether for the record sales which yeah. probably not that because of the record business or for the touring sales, for the tour, sales. like for for the shows like you it's like if 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 you if you can't like really 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 pop off off of that first thing that you do that you pour that your, you soul, pour into. your soul into because that first thing is always it's it's inevitably going to be a culmination of everything up until then mm-hmm. and and I think that's what a lot of fans don't understand because when you get done with that first thing it's like a whole new ball game it's like right. okay now you need to start fresh and come up with something that is is not equal but better than your previous thing. And I think, you know, just referencing Porter again, that's why he ended up doing virtual self. It's because, like, he, it's like you can't do something better. You need to do something different. If you, like, the highest, I mean, I'm a Porter fan. So. Virtual self did, did one, one <laughs> take. I'm, start, you know, I'm, he is. Go I'm not going to get, like, super deep into it. It's, like, pointless, but, like, it's just a good reference point to explain, like, the point of, like, world was something that was so good and so respected even by himself internally that instead of trying to do something better, he was like, I'm going to do something different. And if people appreciate that more, then that's like what it can be, right? You know, but he can tour off of that if he want. He doesn't, but he only he does did. virtual self. He did. He, did. he tour virtual self. He did briefly, and that was probably one of my favorite shows ever. That's why I have it on my car. It's like virtual. The virtual self live was like. Have uh, you seen Air to Earth? I have seen Air to Earth. I have seen Air to Earth. I've seen. I've been. Yo, I got I've been to Second Sky twice. 
I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm a that's fucking true. Air to Earth man. was there. Yeah, I'm so it was virtual fan. self. Like, I always think Porter is what I tell people I got into music for. But when I listen to my music, if I'm being honest, it, it's more reminiscent of like Kid. Like I think mm. Kid was more of an inspiration for me. Who is Kid? Yeah. Yeah, who's Kid? Like, he, he, it took me forever to realize. So his name is K question mark D, and I was like, how the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, I was like, how the fuck do you say this? And he, I feel like he has to go through that a lot. But it's who it's like is six lakh. Yeah, yeah. It's who <laughs> like is every kid. Every day, it's like I don't really care six what you call yeah, me. <laughs> Whatever Black. you want to call me, it doesn't matter. I at this point, I have corrected people a million yeah. times. <laughs> it's who is kid, but it's like I did not know. So people are just like kid, whatever. That's your name, motherfucker. Yeah, I just call him kid. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like when I listen to my music now, even the current stuff that I make, it's the most similar to. Him. I listened to a lot of him while I was getting his music. So it makes sense. Mm. Yeah, man. Fucking makes a good variety of music. Like, he does the hard style, super heavy shit. Yeah. A lot of future bass. Yeah, I got into, like, the future bass era. For I can't, I'm not at the level yet where I can, like, recreate his shit. Like, more complex. Because he's just, I mean, he's got yeah. years on you probably. I mean, yeah, it does. He has years and hours. For sure. It's not, it's not even, like, years. It's, like, hours, right? Like, because, like. How long? Because he's like he he he's like crossed the threshold of an artist where he's like had to join a label. He's like kind of the other artist. He didn't have like a blow up initial album or anything like that. So like he had to get the label. Now he's making a lot of music in a sense. Like he's released he's released consistent singles to a degree, um, and made a variety of music probably because his label is like, hey, you, we need this out of you, so to speak. So I think you know I think. I when I was making music, I was listening to him more frequently. But I was connecting to more to the old pre blow up kid. Making mm. a lot of SoundCloud, the SoundCloud future based stuff. Man, I feel like SoundCloud has like lost its luster. Not entirely, but it used at one point it used it used to be like like the it place, I feel like. Yeah, well they tell you if you ever want to find good music, just go to an artist, your favorite artist. So they yeah. say it's still to this day. Yeah. And also, SoundCloud just started a new thing to where, like, they pay out their artists pretty decently. Really? Yeah, they pay out, like, the artists pretty decently. Oh, so, wow. So, SoundCloud, I mean, it's... Shout out SoundCloud. The thing is, SoundCloud, if you're looking for, like, new music, or, like, if you're a DJ and you're trying to look for, like, some records to, like, fucking throw on that no one's really listening to, that's still the place. That's sure. Because, you know, some people aren't putting all their shit. It's, like, way easier. Also... You did a really, really good job of finding a spot to cut for us to go use the restroom. <laughs> so we could have came back and did anything and just no, been just like, say, and, and we're back. All right, but I'll just say, and we're back. <laughs> wait, it'll, it'll be kind of cool because I was like, wait, and then pause, and we're back. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> we took a little bit of a bathroom break. All right, we're here again. Again, if you forgot, which I hope you didn't, small pause. Here with our boy Evan. <laughs> I kind of hope that there's like a part of you that forgets to edit this part out, I won't. and there's just like five minutes of us just not even. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just listening. They're listening. They're like, uh, hey, "You think they're gonna come back? Well, is this done? Well, Did he just?" I think the worst the part is they would hear all of our like. Can I tell you all this so- something funny real quick? Because I I think this. So I was in audio, audio engineering, right? Yeah, that was one of the classes you make like songs and shit. So I made one. And then when I submitted the file, I forgot to cut it down, so there was just a bunch of extra space for like an hour. <laughs> that shit happened. And they played it. They played it. And then the, <laughs> the teacher, the professor, is like, "I think this is the song that was 
like an hour, and I was like, oh. oh, did you have like an automation? Very long. No, it was no, just like because there was like in an front in, of the class. But no, it's because the way that the, the professor, no, <laughs> kind of offense. Like the professor, the way that he like did instructions no, and shit. We're here to offend people. He, the way he did like the instructions and shit, like he would have you do like a marker at some point and do all this shit. But then when you submitted it, you have to cut down and actually exclude all that. I was like, what's the point? What, of doing <laughs> all this extra? what software Just, were you using? It was like to learn, but like we we only submitted a certain portion of it. Uh, we were using fucking the worst software. It was a uh, Pro Tools. Logic. Pro Tools. Oh, Pro yeah. Tools. Yeah. Pro yeah, Tools yeah. to produce. Like who the fuck is using? Apparently, Pro Tools a to produce? audio engineer. A lot of people. Pro Tears. My, it's the my dad industry always standard. tells me about. It's the industry standard. <laughs> it's the industry standard for studios. But it's like. He's probably going to leave. The thing is, though, it's like nowadays it's like who you can use any DAW. Yeah. For mostly, for the most part. You know what I mean? You don't need to use Pro Tools for that shit anymore. I don't know. Like, I don't know. If you have a say on the DAW Wars. Everyone's always like, FLO Studio sucks. Ableton's um, better. Yeah, I mean Pro, I, I, Logic Pro. I've seen, I've seen my idols. I would say like Porter and Kid. I've seen them both. Ableton. No, they they both do FL Studio. Actually, do they really? Yeah. So I mean, the thing that I would say about the Doll Wars and then the I met Tanae Koshian. Actually, him. That was actually. We'll be able to work together pretty easily. Thank you. Um, because yeah, I think FL Studio or any of the DAWs, it's more so just about what level of efficiency what level of efficiency can you get to before you guess I guess give up on it in a sense. And I think once you get to the level where you can make a whole project in one day, which is definitely possible on FL Studio, like I won't say easily, but like uh, the biggest thing that's holding you back isn't your actual movement in the DAW, it's your brain like coming up with ideas that are like actually this works this works, exactly this you works. know it's like if you came up with all the right ideas which happens when you're like in the flow state which is like a thing you know then you can like come up with a song like an entire like framework for a song in like three to four hours maybe maybe five you know and it's like you if you can do that you can, in fl studio then that's like all you need as a producer and so i think it's just kind of about how comfortable do you get in whatever doll i will say i think objectively ableton is a little bit easier to use um, but I think there's a lot of really amazing producers who produce in all sorts. I know when I took, um, lessons from this producer named Anki, I don't know if any of you've ever heard of him. Donkey. Anki. I thought you said donkey. I'm what sorry. Was he, he out of, do you know what state he's out of? Um, he's like out of Europe, but, um, he has like some really good remixes and he, he's like, he is like on like seven lines, I think remix album. And he's like, he's like. He's someone who I actually really liked before I even took lessons from him because I had listened to um, some of his remixes on SoundCloud and they were like amazing. And uh, yeah, he he used um, like uh, man, the name of the software escaped me, but it wasn't even Ableton. It wasn't FL Studio. He used some like backwater software to produce, and it was like you got to load all your synthesizers in there. It was like it was like super foreign. But it, uh, yeah, that's when I realized, like, it doesn't really matter what you use. It's just kind of about your dedication. How comfortable do you get and what you're using to get efficient enough to, like, make something quickly. Once you get to that level, it's kind of hard to leave. Mm. That's what I would say about the dog. I, I'm Team FL Studio. Respect to Ableton, because I know that if I started, it would probably be better to use. But, like, Ableton. And it's prettier. Do you have any finished songs? 
Do you have any songs that you you finished and? Um. Yeah, I have like a lot of songs that I've released, but I wouldn't say that I have any songs that I. I don't think that I'm good enough yet to finish any. But I mean, I think that's just. Isn't that part of it that like, like you gotta at least. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, don't the thing, the, well, well, this is this is like how it goes, cause like it's like you're working on a song, and you're using the skills that you've accrued up to that time, right? But like as you're working on the song, you actually learn, and then by the time you finish the song, you know, like I make something better than this, cause I learned a lot while I was making this, and then you make the next thing, and it's like the same thing over again, and then like you can try to go back to like improve your old songs, but like you're working on like a fucking broken framework. It's like a lot harder to like improve older songs, which I've done a lot of. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I can't make them perfect, at least with my skills, because I it's like a lot easier for me to make something way better from scratch. Like that old idea came from a different place. Yeah, it, it's 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 like the mixing. It's like the actual kind of math of like the sound. It's like the way that I stage everything, the way that the sounds are introduced, it's like everything fundamentally just needs a lot of work overall. But if I go to a new project, I can set everything up way better. And it's like mm. way cleaner, and it's like a lot more efficient at getting a better product. It's almost like more difficult to fix this than it would be to just create something new exactly, with exactly. the lesson that you exactly. learned from because because you're also kind of working in a, in a, in a, and this might sound weird but uh, you're you're kind of working within a level of like perceived randomness when you're making songs because like you're turning knobs you're doing things and you you gain experience at what these knobs do and what what kind of creative outlets you have but a, a, a lot of times if you ask producers even some of your probably your favorite ones like they'll be like, yeah, I don't even know how I made this. Like, <laughs> like you, like a lot of times, it almost feels like you get possessed in a, in a fucking shit just day. Came to me yeah, and shit. you just turn shit in the right way. And there's just so many different things that you turn in like the perfect way to get to like the perfect type of vibe. And then like you create on that vibe. And then like after it's over, it's like a fucking fever dream. You're like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that can be kind of interesting because you know it's it's because because then it kind of goes to. It's hard to go back and when you're not in that fever dream, work on the fever dreams and make them better. Because it's like you you were on a certain wavelength on a vibe, like turning something here changes something else there that you need to like change there, which changes something else. So it's like it's kind of uh it's kind of hard to finish. But I don't think right now I have any songs that I would say are fixed. Like my newest songs, like sometimes <laughs> mm. But you do have release songs. I have a lot of them. <laughs> on, on I have one release song on Spotify that I did with um good uh homegirl of mine. Yeah, that one's on Spotify and that's like a song that mm. all the vocals, everything was created in house. Um so yeah, I think outside of that Every other thing that I've been working on my production with has been a lot of remixes because I think as a producer, um, what I struggle with personally, I love vocals, but I struggle to find vocalists. Not a lot of people who just overall are just doing music. At my, I won't say at my age, but I'll just say in general, but at my age, it's harder to find them, I think. And because of that, I think it's hard to get that vocalist that's like in the studio with me. I can work on a song with, I can create vocals with, I can create a full music, a full musical production with. So instead, I just like remix a bunch of songs, take vocals because I want to work with vocals, and then I like make the music around them because I want to work on that skill set. Hmm. 
That is work with what you got. <laughs> it is hard though, cause like I was thinking about that. Like when I was in school too, I was like, "Damn, this is a good place." If I did make music, cause I was an audio engineer, just specifically. Um, until I realized I'm gonna need more money in order to do all those <laughs> things that I really <laughs> go to school and you learn that, and then you're like, "Oh shit, dude!" Half of these equalizers and compressors are yeah. All the plugins are they? They're cost money. Yeah, fucking expensive. They're expensive, dude. yeah. Super expensive. Yeah. But then I was like, man. Like, this is a good place to find, like, vocalists and people, like, that are going to school for that. Or, like, yeah. at least, like, choir or do it in their spare time. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, there's also, even if you were to take that large sample people doing it, the amount of people that would be willing to, like, dedicate their time to a project. Yeah. That's not just them going doing whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, like, like the, a separate project. You know? The girl that I worked with was, like, one of my, like, best friends at the time. It's like She was, like, in, like, the group of ravers that we all got into raving together. It's, like that's the type of connection it takes to like create something with someone so it's like kind of hard to find someone randomly unless they're like really unless they really and i mean really stand on business stuff <laughs> i think it's not plugged in so that would be why um, <laughs> nice All right, then, yeah, just keep that on, then. They're good. Fucking crushing it. But, yeah, being with that said, finding a vocalist is, it, it's a really tough thing. Honestly, in music in general, just finding your tough thing. Like, the whole industry of what we're doing, I think it's a constant learning process. I think we haven't even scratched the surface of all the things we're going to have to go through. And even then, I kind of want to touch on it earlier was... uh. I think something that I've realized is everything that we've thrown has always been like something like not necessarily like a big thing, but something that we've had to overcome. You know what I mean? And I don't think that ever at any given point, especially in industry. Like even the last one where it was like we were supposed to start at a certain time. We had to push <laughs> back like two hours. There was a whole other event going on, you know? Yeah. There, It was stressful. I mean, we, we made it happen. And the it power was going in and out. Dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, when we say it like that, it kind of sounds bad, but, you know, it worked out. It did work out. Like, it's something you just got to like power through. And luckily, you know, we're still on such a ground floor level. It's not like we're working with people that were spending thousands of dollars on to where if that were to happen, it would be a lot more detriment, you know, the situation at hand. Like, that, that wasn't. But yeah. it did suck for, like, the first two. Or yeah, I mean, but they still did well. I mean, it wasn't like... The people, luckily, I think our the fans, or the the crowd, whatever, was like nice. They were like chill about it, um, and luckily it stopped towards the end because oh yeah, that would have been bad to deal with the whole time. And we, I mean, met that one dude that was fucking crushing it doing. IDM. Oh my god, yeah, that dude, the dude who came up to me and was like, "Hey, so yeah, hey, can I come on?" You know, he humble. He's like, "I humbly ask you if I could like DJ a little bit," and like we had our lineup, so. I didn't want to just let him cut in front of someone else. So I told him, you know, hey, we have our lineup or whatever. So we can't I can't just let you get on. And then lo and behold, you know, the next people that come on, they don't have their shit together. They're, they're like completely unprepared. And, you know, we're in a kind of a panic situation because I, I've already been playing for like a little bit longer than like I kind of wanted to or intended to. And also it's like one of those situations where timelines are getting disrupted. So I need to go solve or help solve the problem. And I also need the music to continue. And so I have no choice 
But to go back to my the same guy <laughs> who just asked and ask him, hey, you have your USB? It gets your time. And, uh, yeah, he was actually extremely skilled. I would say he's one of the most skilled DJs I've ever seen with my own eyes, if not the most skilled DJ. That I've ever, well, like, like when I say the most skilled, and I, when I say with my own eyes, I mean, like, actually really watched. I've seen a lot of DJs, but often they're above me, so I can't see them, you know, and stuff like that. Like, from, like, over his shoulders. Yeah, I'm talking, like, really watched where his hands, like, how he was operating it. And he had a very interesting, unique style. And uh, Just watching, like, his thought process. Exactly, exactly. Like, Like, getting getting synced into his flow and then, like, like watching, like, and being a part of how unpredictable it was and how consistently skillful it was was, like, and how expressive it was. It was, like, he wasn't really wasting... He was like kind of making that mixer his bitch. I'm just gonna say. I don't know how else to say it. It was just like he was doing a lot. He was making it like a toy, and and, and I kind of been feeling that way personally recently as I've been playing with it a lot more. But he he was like kind of on, on to be honest, another level. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, what's crazy? That guy came out of nowhere. Yeah, he, to be he honest, he was just like he was like, "Can I play? I got a <laughs> USB." Like, that's not. This isn't that kind of party, dog. Like, you can't. <laughs> yeah, just, can't just up. jump up here. Like, Danny and yeah, yeah, yeah but actually him on you there. can. And he crushed. Honestly, we were all just like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Is this Does guy anybody know this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly, he, I mean, not to throw his airs out of all his business, but that does guy does like a microdosing. CrossFit apparently, like he does microdosing and cross teaches you CrossFit. Why? Well, hey, that's so interesting. That's a sick ass class. That's <laughs> so. He's like, I also do. If you want, I micro. We we do a mi- a quick microdose and then I teach. Um, <laughs> quick I teach microdose. Does everyone have their magic mushrooms? And I was like, and their fucking yoga mat. <laughs> and then I was like, what? Like that is. That's great. a fire combo, though. Honestly, not yeah, microdosing and fucking CrossFit. Hey, shit, in the future, that's going to be a whole other fucking thing. You yeah, maybe he's like, on. Yeah, I mean, maybe, there's maybe a thing we there. Shouldn't I even think be there's a market there for sure. Maybe, did we just give away his, like, intellectual property? No, I think we just maybe just put him on. We <laughs> might have put him on, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's bit? more likely, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, like, events uh, and shit, they do the, uh, like, they do, like, the workshops. That'll be the one. We'll hire him, and he'll do one of our workshops. I don't know if you want to do CrossFit. As seen on Fine and Dandy. <laughs> Bro, you, 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 you know, honestly, that's like a genius idea. You, you, because, you know, you know, the way that I would define genius, I, I think the most important thing with genius is that it's like, most importantly, it's like different, unique, and it's undone. I think mm-hmm. that's like first. And then, like, and could it work? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, qualifies to be genius until it's tested it's like before like a uh, uh, schrodinger's genius it's like we need to now actually try it and see because like the box. i can say personally i have a lot of people in my circle who might be interested in something like unironically like unironically like microdosing and doing yoga like they're like the type of bougie psychonaut that might be <laughs> into something mm-hmm. like that <laughs> like, I like nice things and drugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't hate that. You really can't. You can't. Yeah, well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Is there anything you want to tell the people? Anything inspirational? Anything on your mind? It could be anything. Any type of message. Is there something you want to tell the people before we sign off? Um. Well, to anyone who's watching this who's like been out to any of our shows, I just want to say, first and foremost, keep going to our shows. And then, <laughs> yeah, bitch. No, actually, first and foremost, <laughs> thank you for your support. Um, but like, secondly, like, continue to support us, please. Um, to <laughs> everyone else, 
with that uh, yeah yeah to, to 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 everyone else uh thank you for listening um these are like pretty intelligent gentlemen and thank you guys for having me uh it was really cool to get to like kind of say my piece so to speak and uh yeah it was fucking great it was a good time and hope to do this again five years from now i think i think that'll be cool i think that we be can cool. do it again before this no no well may, well, yeah, well maybe i just said it at a different time like, three let's do three let's say three, three. yeah i was thinking three but it's like maybe i don't want to set a time it's like i want to do this again organically when yeah, when yeah, when that's when, a good idea when we are where we're supposed to be you know what I'm that's, saying? i like that you yeah. know what i'm saying and then and then that'll kind of be like the victory lap fine and dandy you know what i'm saying coming back Shit on the haters, you know what I'm saying? Shit on the haters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like this is the outro track, you know, kinda come back, you know. So yeah. You gotta be on a roll like Cottonelle and just be made for all of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a roll like Cottonelle yeah. made for this Shout shit. Out Drake's oh, 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 and before I forget, if you're if you're listening to this mm. and by chance you fucking make music, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, where can they hit you up at? Oh, you can hit me up at I think of what I can I give out. Am I dropping? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, actually, if you're the real deal, this is how you'll hit me up. Hit me up on SoundCloud at Asols. Also, (laughs) yeah, dude, are you about that fucking life or not? What's up? No Twitter, no Instagram. Find me. Find me on SoundCloud. (laughs) Also, follow our uh, Instagram, The Mont Music, at The Mont Music on Insta. We'll have all of our events there. We've got a lot coming up. We have some multi genre events coming up in the future. We're fucking about to start crushing it, you guys. For the vibes, support Country. the underground. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that. I, why Why would he uh, even uh, say some shit like that? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> he said multi-genre, dude. I don't know. I was just trying people to keep people it will be having uh, the craziest ideas. I thought we were inclusive right. around here, dude. I don't know. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. We, we are. are just not that. Or not. We're just, we're just, you know, there, there's, just a, not that. there's lines to be drawn at all times, you know? And we're trying to create a vibe here. We are. We are. We are. Support the underground. We're trying to build a following. Exactly. Catch a vibe. Come out. You'll have a good time, I promise. Yeah, uh, it, it's always a good time. This episode should drop right before our event. Uh, so come out. $10. The Hub. 6425 Long Drive. I got that memorized just so you motherfuckers can come out. Uh, yeah, Evan, me, say hi uh, while we're out there. We'll both be there. We'll be with the month. Drop the date again. Uh, December 22nd on a Friday. Uh, it'll Friday, December 22nd. What time to what time? Uh, doors are at 9, and I believe we're going until 2 a.m. Yeah. Right. There are some afters, You've I think, going on. have shows yeah. for years yeah. now. Yeah. Learn how Door, to promote doors, show. Doors, doors are <laughs> at 9. We're going until 2 and on an off chance that you love country and you're mad that I said that I hate country, come to the show and let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, dude. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for another beautiful week of Fine and Dandy. Thank you for coming on, yeah. sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, follow him at Eight Eight Souls. Souls on SoundCloud. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see you guys next week. Fuck yeah. Later. <laughs>